0: We're going to be continuing our series, really wrapping up our series today, God, what is going on? Several years ago, actually about 20, I was a youth pastor, young youth pastor. I was out to lunch with a bunch of other youth pastors from Long Island, and we were out at a restaurant, and we had just hung out at a meeting, and we said, let's go grab some lunch. So we're sitting at, the, at this booth in Applebee's, and it's right by the window, by the front door. And as we're sitting there, all of a sudden, my mom and my sister drove up right in front of the window. They had no clue we were all there looking out at them, and my dad was a youth pastor too, so he Sitting in the circle, and as we we're sitting there, I thought, "Man, how funny would it be if we moved my mom's car?" And so, when she came back, she would have no clue what happened. And so, I looked around the table for somebody that my mom wouldn't know, and I saw Todd Bishop, who at the time was just another youth pastor, but now he's actually the pastor at Church Unleashed right down the road from here. But He grabbed my mom's keys and he walked outside. And it just so happened, my mom and sister and he came back to the car at the same time. But that didn't stop him from opening up the car, getting in and driving away. And my mom and sister stood there in shock. And of course, the thought running through their mind is, what is going on? Here in this series, we're asking the question, God, what is going on? I have to tell you, I wrote this message about a month ago. It was before George Floyd had been murdered and it was before Nico passed away. And as I read through the notes this week, my eyes just began to fill with tears because I thought, oh my gosh, this is speaking right to what we need right now. Like this is exactly what my heart needs. God knew where we would be as individuals in a church today. He knew exactly what would be happening. And so today I want to just bring us around some of the struggles we might be feeling right now and some of the struggles we have in our minds and and just say that I think for many of us we would kind of characterize right now like this. We would say it feels random and chaotic. It feels like there's not a plan right now, right? It feels like everything is so out of control, Several weeks ago, Kelly and I were out in a waiting room, and we had our masks on, of course, and everybody's social distancing. And the lady that was nearest to us, she's wearing her mask, just looked over and and said, this is horrible the way we have to live. As I was reading back through this message, I thought to myself, man, that was like three, four weeks ago now. And that was my big illustration that things were random and chaotic. I thought, wow, since then? We've got George Floyd being murdered. We have our nation tearing itself apart. And then we have the loss of Nico, who we love. Man, things feel more random and chaotic than ever right now. God, what is going on? And sometimes that chaos makes us feel like it's going to cause us to crumble. I want you to think about that word crumble for a minute. Anybody else kind of overly emotional lately? You know, I got a call recently and the person told me some things on the phone I didn't really want to hear, but it wasn't the end of the world, but it felt like the end of the world because of all the other weights on me, you know? I don't know about you, but it almost feels like some of these weights on us are just there to kind of crush. It's almost feeling like, man, I'm just gonna crumble under the weight and the pressure of what's going on right now. God, what is going on? Maybe it feels like some of the chaos... Almost feels like it's just there to harm us, you know? Some of you guys, if you're real, you're going, man, I lost my senior year. I lost my scholarship. I lost my job. I lost a loved one. I lost this nation being at rest and peace. I just feel like I lost so much. Like there's so much here that's harmful. And it just kind of feels like God's snoozing while we're in pain right now man, what's going on? God, what is going on? Some of you guys might say, I feel like this chaotic randomness of of what we've been feeling and going through lately is leading me to fear. Maybe you'd say, I used to really believe the best about the future. I was kind of excited and hopeful about the future, but lately it's just felt like a lot of fear. God, what is going on? Maybe some of you would go as far as to say, it just feels like my future is destroyed. The job market is a mess. The wedding venue hasn't even called and told us if if and when we can have our ceremony. The the school, what's school going to look like in the fall? When's church going to be back? When can I go to a concert or a baseball game again? Recently, I was cleaning out one of my cars and I pulled out of of the glove box a crumpled up Mets ticket from a game we had gone to last year. And I was just like, man, I would give anything to go to a game right now with my family. Like when will real life come back? Some of us are saying, man, what's the future of our nation going to be? And and man, how do I go on without a loved one? That's past. Man, there's so much going on. And I want to tell you today, I believe this with all my heart, that if you're wrestling with any of these feelings, that God wants to speak to you today. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I would guess you wrestle with some of this stuff just like I do. You ask some of these questions just like me. You feel some of these pressures just like me. And today I pray you'll get some concrete answers and more than that I pray you'll hear the amazing love of Jesus that he has for you. And so I believe that God wants to encourage you today. Through the prophet Jeremiah. We've been asking some tough questions, but God has answers. And as we've seen here, Jeremiah can pretty much be summed up the whole book by just this idea of God replying back to the question, What is going on? with the answer, Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Let me tell you what's going on. And today, we're really going to get to the hopeful part of all of this. And so, in Jeremiah 29:10 it says this, "This is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back." To this place. What's going on here? Well, God had said earlier in the book that Judah would be carried off in exile, but I love this. Listen to me. You got to hear this right now. God is looking at this nation saying, even though you are sinful, and even though you're far from me, and even though an exile is ahead of you, my plan and promise to bring you back will be fulfilled. Hope. Hope. In the midst of a hard time, a difficult time, a painful time, a time that felt chaotic. A time where the people were longing for hope. And then it goes on to verse 11, this famous verse, right? Verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Can we just focus on that word plans for a minute? That God has plans. Do you know what that means? If God has plans, then everything isn't random and chaotic. Even when it feels like it, Even in the midst of what we're walking through right now. He's got plans. Now, the tricky part in all this is some might say, well, wait a minute. This verse here in Jeremiah 29 11 was given to a specific people at a specific time, and we get ourselves in trouble when we try to grab a hold of a promise that was given to somebody else. But we know the heart of God. See, the things I'm talking about today are themes throughout the scriptures. And so we can grab a hold of this to know that God has plans, big plans. When my kids were little, we used to read this book to them. It was called Big Plans, it's about this kid. And he got himself in trouble in school and he was stuck in the corner of the room then by his teacher. I can relate. I spent many, many days in the corner of the room because I got myself in trouble. But as he's in the corner of the room, he starts to uh, let his imagination run wild. He starts to think about all these big plans that he has. He says, I'm going to climb to the top of a mountain. I'm going to scream out, big plans. I've got big plans, I say. And then he says, then I'm going to be the mayor. And I'm going to be the president. And I'm going to rocket to the moon. I'm going to take the moon rocks and spell out on the moon, big plans. I've got big plans, I say. And you and I look at God and we go, God, what is going on? Everything feels so chaotic. Everything feels so crazy. It just feels completely out of order. And God looks you and I back and says, "I've got plans. I've got big plans. It's not random. It's not chaotic. Well God, OK, great. what kind of plans do you have for me? What goes on? Plans to prosper you. Prosper you, not to watch you crumble apart plans to prosper you and you and I say great prosperity sounds good I'll take a mansion on this continent and that continent I'll take a a garage full of vintage cars no no that's not the kind of prosper here the Hebrew word means this completeness soundness peace I don't know about you I could use that right now I could use some completeness. I could use some soundness of my soul. I could use some peace and rest. This is what God promises. This is the plan he has for you, that you and I would be complete. And the funny thing is, Those things I mentioned a few minutes ago of mansions and cars and all these things we chase, man, those are the opposite of completeness and peace. Those things get us chasing our own tail. God says, I got something better for you. It's for your soul. I've got this internal completeness and soundness and peace that I want you to walk in. And this is what he would work for his people on the other side of this. Guys, listen to me. This soundness and peace is what he's gonna work for you and I on the other side of this. This is his heart for you and me. Could you imagine coming out of this time going, I'm more complete in God than I was before this time. I'm more at peace in God than I was before this time. God wants to prosper you in a way that no mansion or car or jewelry or experience could ever prosper you. He wants to prosper your soul. And he goes on, and not to harm you, not to harm you. Wow, so often the lie is God's out to harm you. He's against you. Your sin finally caught up with you. You're getting what you deserve. I had a friend when I was a kid. Thankfully, he's not a friend anymore because this kid used to take a magnifying glass on a sunny day and try to find ants in the grass and fry them with the sun and the rays that would come through the magnifying glass. A little creepy. But sometimes you and I wonder, is God holding up like the cosmic magnifying glass and just laughing as we suffer? I want to tell you today, his plans are, are not to harm you, not to harm you. You see, you and I say this is difficult though. I've lost my job, I've lost a loved one, I've lost my future, I've lost the hope that I have, I've lost the scholarship, we've lost the peace in our nation. We've got to zoom out, we've got to think bigger. We talked about this two weeks ago, we've got to see what God sees, right? God's heart is not to harm you, it's to grow you, yes. Yes. It's to stretch you, yes. It's to refine you, yes. But it is not to harm you. You've got to grab a hold of these truths right now, church. We've got to cling to them in the midst of trials and troubled times. He goes on, plans to give you hope. Hope and not fear. Hope. I used to believe the best about the future. I used to think and dream, I used to lay awake and I couldn't sleep at night because I would think about what could be and should be. But, but lately I've been so fearful. Well, God plans to give you and I hope. And this word in the Hebrew, tikvah, is hope, expectation. Listen to me, the thing I hoped for, that thing you were holding on for, that thing that's been on pause. I ran into the kavas yesterday. Dave and his wife, Audra. And you and I know we've been praying for this family as they lost their daughter back in January. And I just happened to run into him and I jumped out of my car. I saw him on the side of the street and I gave him a a social distancing hug. Not really. I grabbed him and I hugged him and I said, How are you, man? And we talked. and, And then him and his wife just looked back at me and they just said, It just feels like everything in our life has been on hold right now. Everything is just on pause right now. And we just stood there and we talked it out and we prayed together. But what's on hold for you right now? What's that thing that you hope for? well tikvah right tikvah it's this thing that you're hanging on for and God says I'm going to give you hope for that thing right and I got to ask you a question how much greater is the hope you and I can have today than the hope that Jeremiah was able to give because this was pre-Jesus right this was before Jesus came. So you and I can look at the brokenness in our lives and the hard situations in our lives right now, and we can say, wait a minute, tikva, right? Hold on. There's hope coming, and we know this for sure because Jesus was murdered, placed in a grave, and then beat it, came back, rose back. That is our hope. And so God's got hope for you and I me, mean, hope, not fear, and a future. Is the most important thing some of us need to hear today, guys. There is a future. You have a future. God has a future for you. Your future has not been destroyed. Oh, no, no, no. My future has been stolen from me, man. You don't know my story. I understand what you're feeling right now. God has a future for you. How do I know that? Well, think about this for a minute. We've been on quarantine for over three months now. It's felt like forever, right? Our nation's been tearing itself apart for about two and a half weeks now. Felt like forever, right? Can I tell you that the nation of Judah was exiled for 70 years. If there is hope for them, after 70 years, there is hope for you and me. There's a future for me after three and a half months and after two and a half weeks. And with Nico, it's always going to hurt. But it's not going to hurt as much as it hurts right now. Healing will come. There is a future. There is a future for you and me. There will be a job for you. The Wedding will happen. School will eventually reopen. Church will eventually reopen like normal. Um, Concerts and baseball will return. You'll be paying $47 for a soda and a hot dog before you know it. Our nation will be at peace again. And healing will come to our hearts for the lost ones that we've loved and lost. There is a future. There is an after this. Jeremiah goes on in verse 12. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. A lot of that is a message for another day. Some of you are here right now watching and you're saying, man, Doug, I'm not really struggling. I'm not struggling. I don't feel like I'm crumbling. I don't fear, feel fearful. I'm not worried about all that kind of stuff. Maybe the word of God to you today is seeking with all your heart, with all of it, right? That maybe we sometimes hold some stuff back and maybe the word for you today is lean in with all that you are and seek him with all that you are today. But for the rest of us, the word is, I will be found by you and I will bring you back from captivity. I will bring you back from exile. I will bring you back from the broken heart. I will bring you out of quarantine. I will bring this nation past its brokenness. I will heal your hearts with Nico. I have got you, I have got you. So what are we seeing today? Plans, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. I was racking my brain this week. Man, how do I turn this into a bottom line, man? What do I do? How do I give this to the people so they could just hang on to it and and keep it in their soul? And eventually I just felt like I'm just supposed to basically give you the verse. So uh, here's what I want to say to you today. In the middle of a pandemic, while our nation is tearing itself apart, while we're mourning the loss of somebody that we love, I want to let you know that God has plans. You hear me? God has plans. Stop right there. Not chaotic, not random. God has plans to prosper you, not harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Plans, big plans, I say. Plans. For beyond plans for after this plans for the other side of this to prosper you not to cause you to crumble and not to give you a mansion either but to give your soul soundness and peace and wholeness and not to harm you to grow you yes to refine you yes to stretch you yes but not to harm you to give you hope and not fear hope in him because of jesus because of jesus if we think we can't come out of a quarantine and our nation falling apart and the loss of a loved one. When Jesus came back from the grave, we are missing it. And I pray today, our souls will wake up. Guys, I understand. I'm walking through some, some hardship right now. This is some sorrowful times, heavy times. But we keep our eyes on the hope. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Here's what we gotta do. We've gotta allow God to wrap us up in these promises and hold us. That's what we've gotta do right now. When my kids were little, and we used to give them baths. I'm sure they love me talking about this now that they're teenagers. But here's what we would do, man. It feels like yesterday, I could still feel it. We would, after they were clean and done splashing around and throwing rubber duckies at my head, we would grab this little towel and we'd scoop them up out of the bath and we would just hold them. We would scoop them up and we would hold We would scoop them up and just hold them hold them. And I'm telling you today, I believe with all my heart, God wants to scoop you and me up with his promises and hold us. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. We've got to let him wrap us up and hold us with those promises. Those promises have to become the arms of God to us right now. You see, during this quarantine, I've, I've told a lot of you guys, hang in there. During this time with our nation divided, I've encouraged you guys, hang in there. Hang on to God. As we've lost Nico, I've encouraged people, hang on to Jesus, we gotta stay near him. But today, if I could just say, I think we're supposed to let him hang on to us. We're supposed to let him pick us up and hold us. My wife woke up to an amazing thought this week. We're recording this on Thursday night and it'll be streamed out here on Sunday. But tomorrow at the service, I'm gonna share this thought my, my wife woke up to at Nico's celebration service. I want people to know the truth. And the truth is this, as my wife woke up, she said, you know, Doug, I just woke up to this sense that the same arms that are holding Nico are holding us right now same arms that are holding him are holding you and me as we mourn, holding his parents as we mourn, holding our staff as we mourn, our church as we mourn, all these loved ones as we mourn. And that's the answer. It's you and me saying, God, wrap me up in your promises. Wrap me up in your truth. I know what I feel right now, but I need you to wrap me up and hold me in your arms. Scoop me up, Lord, and hold me. If you're not a father of Jesus, I hope today you're hearing about the amazing sacrifice of Jesus, the hope that God gives you and me. I hope that you're hearing and discovering the truth of who Jesus is. I hope you're hearing that he beat death and hell and the grave and he rose back for you and me and that that is our hope. That is our everything. It's our all. That's why we can still sing. That's why we can still worship. That's why tomorrow at the celebration for Nico, we're going to worship together there. His parents said, I want to worship with my people, with my church, with my church family. I want us to praise God in the midst of a hard season him and tomorrow's gonna be difficult and there's gonna be tears and there's gonna be not everything not everything all tied up in a nice bow because we don't have that right now but we're gonna worship our God because he's alive and we're gonna worship our God because Nico's alive and we're gonna worship our God because you and I get to be alive because of what Jesus has done for us And so if you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to put your trust in him, I'm going to give you a chance to do that in just a minute. But I'm telling you right now, if we will learn in this moment to let God pick us up and hold us, the promises, that those promises will become like his arms right now, we will see his promises come to pass. We will look back in the future and say, wow, there was a plan. It felt so random and chaotic, but there was a plan wow, it was a plan full of hope and not to harm us. It was good. It was to produce peace and soundness. It was to, yes, refine me and stretch me, but not to harm me. It was to give me a hope and a future. And So cling to this church today. God has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Let's pray together. God, we are humbled that, Lord, you know what it feels like to mourn, You know what it feels like to look to the future and know that there's difficulties ahead. You know what it's like, God, to live in the midst of a nation at turmoil. You know what it's like, God, to be stuck, waiting. Thank you, God, that there's a plan. Thank you. That plan is to prosper us and not to harm us. Thank you, God that you're not waiting for us to crumble. You're not laughing as we struggle here. Thank you, God, that the ultimate proof of that was Jesus coming and walking in our shoes, that he had the same struggle we have. He knows how we've been tempted. He knows how we've been hurt. He knows it better than we know it. And so, Jesus, we cling to that right now. And we ask you, God, to take your promises, like your arms, and wrap us up in those truths right now. Wrap the Quintana family up in those truths right now, Lord God. Give us all the grace and the strength that we need, that we'd walk through this time. Wrap up people in this nation who are at war right now. Oh, Jesus, bring healing to this racial divide right now, God. Wrap us up in your arms, those who are are wrestling with this quarantine, who are depressed and sad and sick and lost loved ones. And and God, wrap us up in your arms in the truth, Lord, this is not the end. There is an after this. There is a future. There is a hope. There is a plan, not chaos and not random. There is good ahead in you, Lord. We ask you for grace and help. If you're not a father of Jesus and you wanna put your trust in him, I encourage you to pray with me now. You can say something like this, Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you got on a cross and that then after you were placed in the grave, you rose back from the dead and you came back. You beat it you beat death, that I would know you and I'd have victory and then there would be a future for me, not just here and now, but in eternity. And I thank you, God, you wanna hold me now, but there's gonna be a day where you literally hold me in your arms. And I thank you for that. And I ask you now, God, to show me what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. In your name I pray, amen.